0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Rev. Mark Dietrich. Good to be here, Dan. And on the phone, the Rev. Bill Shishko. Good to be back with you. Well, gentlemen, it's nice to have you here today. You know, uh, about three weeks ago, I believe it was, uh, we were talking about Jesus and the fact that He's our prophet, priest, and king. Just a wonderful description of our Savior. And we talked about how uh, Jesus executes those offices, uh, prophet, priest, and king. And when we got down to uh, talking about him being king, it was quite an interesting discussion uh, regarding how he does this. Um, And in particular, we were talking about the church and how Jesus um, calls out of the world a people for himself, and he gives us officers for his church, for his body, and he uh, visibly governs his church through these officers. So in the context of that, we were um, discussing very briefly, uh, we touched upon church discipline, and um, I thought it was um, very appropriate, um, certainly as we talked about this general topic of Jesus, prophet, priest, and king. And um, today what we want to do on a plain answer is... um, start the discussion by talking about a a question, actually, that was posted to our Facebook page at Redeemer Broadcasting from a kind listener. And uh, this listener said this. um, It's really a question. How can anyone be disciplined when it is fallible humans that discipline them? Um, What if someone gets disciplined by a believer who has hidden sins worse than the offender's sins? Now, both of you gentlemen are pastors. I can just imagine you've probably thought through this dozens of times. So um, maybe to get us started, Bill Shishko, could you uh, uh, help us here?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I appreciate the sensitivity of the question. Normally, when you have a question like that, there's a lot more in back of it than just the question. Often, Sadly, tragically, people have often been hurt by discipline that is at best insensitive, um, that can be actually very cruel and harsh and simply isn't according to the mind of Christ given in the Scriptures. And that's sad. Um, I know from experience, as I'm sure Mark does, you have to help people work through that because they're they're hurting people. Um, And obviously there's a lot of ways you could approach this. Let me just back up a little bit. When we use the word king, realizes a lot of baggage that people will import into that. They can think of um of harsh or removed or distant or authoritarian or whatever. Even our view of Christ's kingship, especially our view of Christ's kingship has to be conditioned by the scriptures in which Jesus is meek and lowly of heart. Um, who bids people to come unto him that they might have life. So I I want Mark to to give his his input, too, but let me just begin with that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things, and I I think that's a, a really good start, one of the things that we have to understand is, first off, discipline is enjoined by the Scriptures. We are given a responsibility for discipline. Uh, Matthew 18 tells us uh, that we need to discipline those who are unrepentant. Um, 1 Corinthians 5 tells us that we need to discipline them. That's ordered by God. Now, the question is, how do we do it? How do we do it in a manner which is proper, especially according to the Scriptures, which is appropriate and caring? Sometimes I think some, you know, I had a friend once who a guy uh, asked him, you know, he would cleaned his motorcycle, and the guy said, what well, would you clean it, with an axe? You know, I think sometimes, you know, when we're <laughs> trying to, to clean and, and, and help the, the people that we're disciplining, we do it with an axe, and that's not, not the mm-hmm. right tool. And I think that's what we need to mm-hmm. focus on is what is the responsibilities God has given us as under shepherds? What are the qualifications of elders which will allow them to do that? And mm-hmm. who does it? Is it a plurality? Is it a single person? You know, I think that's some of the questions we have to look at, and I think it all leads back to uh, what did God ordain as leadership in the church? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I, I think even prior to that, you'll have people, well-meaning people, who will say, well, well, well Jesus is my king. I don't I don't need to have any, any earthly uh, leaders or rulers over me. And I think there it's important. We, we've point people to texts like 1 Thessalonians 5.12, where Paul speaks of those who um, labor among you and are over you in the Lord, which is a very important right. phrase. And then Hebrews 13.7 uh, and, and verse 17, uh, those who have the rule over you, you are to be submissive to them, for they give account for your souls. That has to frame any discussion of, of church discipline yeah. and who is to lead in carrying that out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. I mean, even the term that's used for elders, one of the terms used for elders, episkopos, is an overseer, one who mm-hmm. oversees. Uh, the Another term that's used for pastors, poimain, is a
0: shepherd. Well, what does a shepherd do? A shepherd does the same
2: thing. He tries to protect the flock. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm sitting here thinking about something else, and I think it ties in, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, when we were raising our children, and they were young and in the home, uh, there were times when discipline was called for. And, um, you know, we, we may have even spanked the young young ones, um, but we always did it in love, and we did it um, with the perspective that um, we want to train them, we want we 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 just love them. I mean, these are our children, and, and we would die for these kids. Um, but we don't want this um, obnoxious um, disobedience and, and basically hatred for God coming out. Uh, we want love for God, and, and that's demonstrated by obedience to parents for a young child. And so um, I'm thinking about that from the point of view of, you know, here's a Christian dad in the home already has a little bit of an insight, I think, into perhaps how an elder in the Church um, should um, feel towards the people placed into his care.
1: Yeah, well, I think yeah, that's eminently correct, Dan. First uh, Timothy 3 and Titus 1, Yeah, you have that qualification. If a man does not know how to rule... His own household, or manages household, mm-hmm. how will he lead or stand before? Is the word the church of God? Those who are elders in the church are meant to learn lessons from the way in which they deal with their biological children, mm-hmm. because they're dealing with spiritual children in the same way. Paul said, "My little children, for whom I labor until yeah. travel." I remember once. Uh, <laughs> Early on in my ministry here, I'd come home. We have six children. I think then we had maybe two or three. And I'd come home one evening after a pretty demanding day in the ministry, and I was uh, sitting in the rocking chair feeling about 30 years older than I was, and Margaret had had a, a difficult day with the children, and I was kind of pouring out my heart without being too specific about what was going on and things I had to deal with, and Margaret was pouring out her heart about things with the children. Then she stopped, and she said, Bill... The interesting thing we have is we, should, we, we both have the same duties. It's just that your children are bigger than ours. And, and, and the <laughs> lessons she had to learn with those little ones are things that really are worked out in, in various ways just within corporate church life with the Lord's professed people.
3: Mm, amen
0: That's to great. that. Yeah. Hey, I see we're up against a break today here on A Plain Answer. We're talking about church eldership and discipline and a variety of topics related to Christ being our King and how that he gives us officers and visibly governs us. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
4: We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements.
0: And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Almendorf. In the studio with me today, the Rev. Mark Diedrich, and on the phone, the Rev. Bill Shishko. Today we're talking about church life, basically, and that of uh, the church having elders. And um, while we had the mic off, uh, we were talking just a, very briefly about uh, how these elders are characterized. And I, I think we need to capture that here. Um, my feeling is that an elder needs to truly care for, nurture, and love the people placed into his charge. And, Bill Shishko, maybe you could help us work through that a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, that's so important, Dan, because, um, well, first of all, some people, when you use the language of elder, it's foreign to them. They hear hear simply the, the word pastor. And, of course, as Mark mentioned before the break, a pastor is simply a word for shepherd. And uh, the the, the elders, the the language for those who are to be under shepherds representing Christ is elder. A shepherd referring referring more to the function. Elder actually referring to the qualification, regardless of the age. Timothy was a a young man who was an elder, Mm -hmm. but there has to be the maturity of, of an older man. And what... What can often happen is people are under the leadership of one man in in a church. And um, the best you can say about single elder rule, and this is the best you can say, is that is far from the best. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a situation where there can only be one man to lead in a church. But the concept of a plurality of qualified elders, Paul calls Uh, in In Acts 20, he calls for the elders, plural, of the church. And he speaks of the elders who are among you in a church. The plurality of qualified elders is a tremendous blessing, not least in church discipline, because what it does is it brings in the perspective of older elders, younger elders, people that have gone through things in their own families and so on. And that tempers... Church discipline being done in a harsh or careless manner.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, even when we look at Jesus, he he didn't choose one disciple; he he chose twelve, uh, mm-hmm. twelve apostles, and uh, they that plurality I think is an extremely important situation, you know. And of course, then you also have the the sensitivities that that go along with that. Um, this is getting back into church discipline, which, by the way. Church discipline isn't just judicial cases, if you will, of people who have gone astray. Part of church discipline is the teaching, which hopefully keeps people from going astray. Oh, yes, yes. And so, but I just remember one case where the hearts were there, where we had a case of of, of church discipline, a, uh, a young man who was uh, living with a woman that was not his wife, and she was at that point pregnant and we met with the young man and and we showed him the scriptures and and we pleaded with him to leave uh that situation and one of the elders stood up and he said i've got a room right here i know it's not easy to you're living with this woman to find a place for your own i've got a room right here you can have it come you know and that was the the heart of the elder just trying to reach out to not just saying you're wrong but here, we're going to try to help you make things right. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a beautiful illustration of the elder in 1 Timothy 3 has to be someone given to hospitality. Yes. We tend to limit that to <clears throat> someone who has people over to his home for meals. Well, <laughs> hospitality in the first century was, was much more demanding than yes. that, even. Uh, I mean, certainly demanding to prepare meals for people, but they, you would, you'd actually house uh, people right. who had to flee areas in your home—it could be—it could be extensive in, in length. Um, it, yeah, and I think what what Mark is pointing out too, those qualifications for elders in Titus one and First Timothy three, and for that matter, for the deacons as well in First Timothy three, those are the cardinal marks of a person is living under the lordship of christ according to the word of god Mm -hmm. Clearly, this is someone governed by the word of god Mm -hmm. and and church discipline which again as mark pointed out is not just corrective discipline for what's wrong most of it in church life is what we call preventive discipline. Jesus said, make, go make disciples of all the nations, simply means make disciplined ones. And so um, the, the Word of God, as it's ministered, Bible studies churches have, what we call the, the means of grace, all, all that is to be regulated not by human will, but by what the Word of God says. That's what will form a people who are disciples of Christ.
0: Well, that's excellent. You know, I'm thinking here also about this word plurality and uh, what it implies. I remember a story, and Mark, you were, you may remember this. Some time ago, um, our church had a man who passed away. He was a, mm-hmm. he was a marvelous elder, and I I remember a story being told about him, how that uh, elder Bud, let's call him Bud, because <laughs> um, <laughs> that was his name. Um, sometimes he didn't always agree with everything that. Um, the, the group of the elders as a whole decided. And yet, once he realized that the, the plurality of elders had decided something, even if it wasn't his favorite decision, um, he shut up about it from there onward. He realized that God had led this group yeah. of men to an approach to a decision, and therefore he was going to support it. Yeah. And I thought, that that is really neat. I will never forget that story about elder bud yeah that's uh i served with 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 elder bud i
2: I was i was i was a ruling elder at that time i was not yet a teaching elder and i i just had the 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 greatest respect for him because a lot of times we did uh see things uh, a little differently but not only would he not when when things went a different way he not only did not uh, continue to agitate uh, and, mm-hmm. and bring his point of view, he got behind whatever that's that decision marvelous. was. Yeah. And and he recognized uh, the unity of the body of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Marvelous elder. And, yeah, uh, that's uh, interesting. That's
1: probably what Peter is getting at in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5. He gives these... Qualifications for the elders in verses one through Mm four. And then he says, Likewise you younger, which probably isn't referring to just age, but those who are non elders, likewise you younger likewise you younger, submit yourselves to your elders. But he doesn't stop there. He says, Yea, all of you, be submissive one to another and be clothed with humility, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Elders are—they're not ten gods. Uh, Peter Mm. says you're not to lord it over the flock. They are to be preeminently those who who listen to the word of God, listen to their brothers and sisters, and then, in a context of mutual consultation, submit to one another.
0: Mm. And and you know what I'm thinking about too is a couple of times in this show so far, you fellows have mentioned requirements for elder. And um, as I read this and, um, in Titus and First Timothy, um, these are really um, what God wants for all of his people, everyone in that congregation, uh, is to be um, um, uh, blameless, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent. It's not just the elders, certainly that's a requirement for the elders, but it flows as a, as a as a guideline as a holy guideline for all the people in that congregation that's right and and
2: the other thing is if a man does not have these qualifications they should not be an elder sure you know and one of the things unfortunately we've seen a lot of times in some churches is that the people who become the elders are the ones either who have the most money or who socially or politically in the community yes. have the most power. Uh, and that's yeah, you wrong. Know,
1: especially when, Pete, when, when Paul begins that and says, it is necessary, it's, it's the little Greek word, day, would spell it d-e-i yeah. it is necessary that an elder be we'll say well <laughs> these are good qualifications but they don't have to have them well it's the same no. term used for it is necessary that a person be born again if we were to say well it's a good thing if a person's born again but it's not if it, you know it's 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 optional thing mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't mark and i wouldn't even be permitted to be ministers in our communion <laughs> so we've got to be yeah. careful with how we how we use the language of the scriptures
0: yes now I, I'm impressed by something also. Um, there's a there's a text that I, I just read this morning where it says the following quote: "Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine." And um, what I think it's pointing to is the fact that um, as God gives elders to His body. Particular elders are especially gifted and recognized as being able and capable of laboring in word and doctrine. And so I think this probably is what has given rise to the, in my opinion, the correct notion that there is a distinction between a ruling elder and a teaching elder. And I'm wondering if you could comment about that. Uh, Bill Shishka, let's say.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's right. Um it, 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 back up to your point that you made before, Dan, the, the one difference, First Timothy 3 and even Titus 1, while while those are, are marks of all godly men or women, um, and elders are to be, be men, Paul says that the, the elder must be apt to teach. Not not everyone is is apt to teach. Some people are just all thumbs in that area, but an elder, whether a ruling elder or a minister, as we call it, they, they must be able to impart truth. I think the difference is that ruling elders may best do that just simply one-on-one, whereas a minister is one who can speak, speak to groups. But yeah, I, I absolutely. Beca- and here's the reason. Our rule is, is, is rule by and representing the Word of God Therefore, r- rulers in the church must be those who can communicate the word of God clearly and effectively. And I guess maybe the best illustration of, of the minister in relation to the ruling elder is that uh, you've got nine men on a team that, that play in baseball, but not everyone pitches. And so it's the same thing. You've got a team in your eldership, but you're going to have one or, or more who do most of the public preaching and teaching.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, I like that illustration. It's a great illustration. <laughs>
0: Now, I'm just looking at the clock here. I realize we've got about two minutes left uh, to the program today, so it, already it's time for some wrap-up thoughts. Um, I'm just impressed, so impressed with this notion that um, the, the elder in God's congregation must be a loving man of God um, and, and not doing it for selfish gain or making a name for himself. He must be humble and, and be caring about those that God has placed in his charge. Over to Mark for uh, some wrap-up thoughts. I was just thinking,
2: you know, that's the idea. He doesn't overlord it. He, our example is Jesus Christ. What did he yeah. do? He didn't come and overlord it. He died on the cross for oh, yes. for his people. And yes. uh, what what an example. And that's what... Uh, the elders are. They are hmm. the servants of the people, not the ones who overlord it. No divine right of kings here.
1: Bill <laughs> Shishko. Yeah, except the divine right of King Jesus. <laughs> know, that's, that's right, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, these you're right. Over and over again, I'm reminded, it, it just kind of percolates in me in 2 Corinthians ten one, Paul, who had the authority of a universal elder as an yeah. apostle, he said, I myself am pleading with you by the meekness and the gentleness of Christ. It's like, you know, Paul's Paul's sleeve contained the hand of Christ, as it were, Mm -hmm. and it's so important to realize that all church discipline, whether it's preventive or corrective, is to be carried out in a manner consistent with the love and the grace and the mercy and the long-suffering and the truth, it's in Jesus Christ hmm. and all of those of us who are elders in the church will help ourselves and the people we serve if we realize that discipline preventive and corrective is designed to lead to life and not to mm-hmm. death
3: mm-hmm.
0: amen to that you know i'm we're almost ready to close and i bill i just thought of it just now one time i had the pleasure of visiting your congregation Um, there at Franklin Square. But it's
1: not my congregation. I'm only one of the pastors of it. (laughs) Good point. Jesus bought it. I don't believe in stealing.
0: Yes, (laughs) and I was just impressed, and I know it's probably uh, imperfect, but I I saw a lot of love within the body, caring one for another uh, in your church, and what a blessing it is to a visitor to sense the caring love of the body, uh, one member to another, and I know that's modeled by the eldership praise the Lord amen to that well gentlemen it's been rich. Thank you for joining us here on another edition of a plain answer. Uh, this uh, entire program is up on our website. please visit it at RedeemerBroadcasting.org dot org and if you have a question for either of these fine pastors, we would invite you to email us, please use the address ministry at Redeemerbroadcasting.org. In the studio with me today has been the Reverend Mark Diedrich and on the phone the Reverend Bill Shishko. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.